everybody we're back for our third episode of the terribly entertaining podcast i'm your host ricky and i have my co-host andrew here <laughs> somewhere in between last week and the week before i got it. i like it i like the hello uh so this week by popular demand we are discussing the movie face off um we both, Andrew and I, probably haven't watched this movie in a really long time, so we both just gave it a rewatch recently. And um, my my thought has always been that uh, John Travolta and Nicolas Cage are two of the worst actors in American history, and this movie did not change that at all for me. But, uh, Andrew, what do you think? I gotta tell you, um, I don't necessarily agree with you that this movie is bad um i didn't remember anything about it and and that will be evidenced by a major blunder i made that i'll mention in a minute but before watching i went on imdb and i was thinking i don't remember this movie being that bad and it has a 7.2 on imdb um which sort of made me realize like i don't think this movie was that bad i i think like if we watched it in 1997 and we are, we're 30-something years old in 1997, I, I think we'd probably enjoy it. Yeah. But yes. I think... I, 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 it doesn't... I, I'd say watching it now, it doesn't hold up. Yeah, 24 years of, later, right. there's problems with, you know, every explosion in this movie was fireworks, like, yeah. obviously. <laughs> but I, I see, I don't think we're looking... We'd be looking at it like that uh, back then, where, like, you're, the last choice you had... Um, airborne i think even back then in 1994 we would have been like this movie's fucking stupid but Uh, i i agree to an extent i think uh, i think this is one of those movies that nostalgia wise people um romanticize how great it was but if you really break it down i mean it's i mean the acting is really just not the facial express i just I'll get into it because there's one part of this movie that drove me up a fucking wall and i wrote it down at least 10 times Oh, I know, I know exactly what you're talking crazy. about, and, and I have the same notes, so we'll talk about that. But two things. Number one, we need to put a rule on how long these movies are. Yeah, this thing was like an hour too long. Because, and I, yeah, I wrote that, that, this could have been 40 minutes shorter. The first movie was like an hour and 20 minutes. Zombievers was like an hour and 15 minutes. This motherfucker is two hours <laughs> and 10 minutes long. Yeah. And I was very depressed when I saw how long it was. And um, But it was one of those things where you're like, all right. We, we kind of wrapped it up here. Like, how the hell is there 45 minutes left in this movie? Exactly. I was um, like, holy he, shit. I cannot believe. I even texted him. Like, I cannot believe I have 45 minutes left in this goddamn movie. I feel like I've been watching it all day. The mistake I made that I've thought for now 24 years since this movie came out was I swore. And maybe because it had something to do with the title face off that um, it's a hockey term. I swore that this was the movie that ended in the igloo in Pittsburgh. Where oh one my of these God, dudes, that's sudden death, you jackass. <laughs> I realized that an hour and 50 minutes into this movie, and I'm like, there's Where's, 20 minutes left. How did that, they get to Pittsburgh? Oh, my God. <laughs> and no. I looked it up, and then the word sudden death popped in my head, and I was like, it's that movie, isn't it? And I don't even <laughs> think, was he even in that? No, it was like John claude I was going to say, it's Jean-Claude Van Damme, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my that's God. That's great. And I think just because the name Face Off, it threw me off just because I haven't seen this movie in so long or that one. Oh, that's but great. That the great. whole movie, I'm like, they're they're California. When do they get to Pittsburgh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, I can't believe you wouldn't have seen this movie, but I'll give you a short synopsis. To foil a terrorist plot, an FBI agent undergoes facial transplant surgery to assume the identity of the criminal mastermind who er murdered his only son, but the criminal wakes up prematurely and seeks revenge. So we have Nicolas Cage, who is Caster Troy, which is one of the worst names in the history of film. So it's and, his brother. Yes, and Pollux was his brother. Oh, and true. yeah, and uh, John Travolta is uh, Sean Archer, which is an obvious fake name. But you know. fun fact that I learned about this movie: this movie was originally written with Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger in mind. I think okay, so if those two were the stars of this movie, I think it would have been plunged into so bad it's good ter- territory. <laughs> Nicolas Cage, as much as a as a fucking psychopath that he is. Like, I thought he was good. John Travolta is just terrible. Yeah. But... I, uh, so my issue with Nicolas Cage is it, it wasn't so much with him in this movie as I think the writing was shit in terms of like, we get it. You're you're crazy. You're you're a psycho killer. Like, we didn't need all the fucking facial expressions and the eye expressions and the stupid corny ass. Uh, if you let me suck my tongue, would you be grateful? Like, I mean, it's like, come on. We yeah, I was. It. That was weird. The writing for the creepy parts was uh, a right. little, a little right. strange. So I, I don't necessarily blame Nicolas Cage. I don't think he pulled off. I think it was uh, maybe a mixture of like the writing was shit, but like he couldn't pull off what they were kind of going for. And they just were like, oh, whatever. Just go with it. Just be yourself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So basically uh, the movie starts with cinematic choir music playing. Uh, Archer is on a uh, merry-go-round with his child and just out of nowhere, Caster Troy shows up with a sniper rifle on the grassy knoll, essentially. Well, first he's having a drink and we and we get a close-up of his mustache. Right, yeah, his beautiful mustache. And uh, he shoots Archer, bullet goes through Archer, kills his son. Now, my issue here is if you were there to kill Archer, you, you shot once and then you're just, he was just laying there. You're just like, all right, I guess I'm just going to go now. Like you don't take a second shot and finish the job. Yeah. Like he was laying there watching <laughs> the aftermath. And right. like, if you're there to shoot him, like shoot him. He was yeah. obviously not dead. He was crawling over to his dead kid. Right. Kind of reminded me of the beginning of uh, the last of us game. Yeah. So, and here's where my, my notes of anger start. This whole thing with the wiping your fucking fingers Cross someone's face drove me bananas through the whole movie. He had to have done it 15 times. There was a lot of face touching in this movie. I, I don't understand. I get it. The movie's face off. But like, was that like, whose corny idea was that? Like, all right, we're going to have him where he does this thing where he touches everybody's faces. It. I mean, I wrote, every time he did it, I wrote it down. I'm like, oh, again, more face touching. Awesome. <laughs> So the theatrical choir music uh, continues as they flash forward six years later, and Castro Troy is dressed as a priest. I know this is your favorite part of the movie. Which part? Where he sets the bomb for 264 hours? No, the uh, the butt grab. Or where he's molesting the, the girl. Yeah, it was, it was uh, the look on his face and just like the, the, the ass squeeze. The, the um, prancing, the, the prancing, the singing... The cheesy, I mean, you know, it's 90s, but like, you know, they had to like throw in like, oh, it's a hacker. So we got to put a skull on the laptop sort of thing. Like all those little, I mean, I love the movie, you know, hackers. So it was, you know, cool, hilarious for me. But like, you know, we get it. It's a, it's a laptop. 
But the the setting the bomb for 264 hours was just hilarious to me. Well, I, and it was because of an event that was taking place there. And, and they didn't really do enough to explain, explain that. Right. Like the, the whole plot, like, well, the plot ends up becoming the face switching uh, and the rivalry between the FBI agent and, and the criminal. But like the criminal's motivation, they, they don't do enough to. They didn't do any. Yeah, they didn't, didn't do, do enough. Literally, any... he said it for 264 hours. There was a $10 million ransom at some point for something. Yeah, and later they're just, just like, like, oh, yeah, yeah there's, there's yeah. going to be a thing here on the 18th. And, uh, right. But, like, why did he want to blow that up at that time? They, I, I, they really didn't. Whatever. Uh, yeah. So, so again, yeah. So then there's a choir singing. He dances around in his priest costume, making weird faces grabs a young girl's ass and I don't know, it's like licking her fat. I don't know. It was just really creepy. Um, and then you find out that his brother with also the worst name ever, Pollux, Troy paid for a private plane in cash, but used his own name. So the cops found out about it. Um, and they're uh, now Sean Archer. John Travolta is uh, rushing to the uh, airport and you get your slow, slow motion, dramatic caster entrance with his special double gold guns and his gold dragon money clip which was really 90s but it was act i'll be honest with you they were kind of cool also they were cool but there was also no explanation to why that is or why there was a pack of gum in there that he never right, the chiclets yeah uh, um the, but the gold dragon money clip was pretty badass i'm not gonna lie yeah yeah i, I guess they they sort of just wanted to make some quirks about his character that they felt didn't need to be explained but um right and the, the of whole course, the whole but not to cut you off, but the whole, like, they found out because this dude paid for cash with a plane. Like, why would you give your name? If you're paying cash, you don't need to give your name for anything. Well, see, that's what I was just going to say. It's another example of uh, stupid writing and someone making a stupid decision just to further the plot. Because if he didn't pay cash and they got his name that way, um, Caster would have escaped and he would have been gone and they never would have caught him. Like, right. And the bomb would have went off. So. You know, there are so many movies that make that stupid uh, plot hole where, like, we have to have someone make a real dumb decision. Otherwise, it's not going to further the story. Right. And there's, like, small things like that throughout the movie. Like, they just, you could tell they, like, threw stuff in just to kind of, just to make it cooler. Like, all the cops are driving, like, old Cutlass and shit while they're chasing the plane. But Archer has a, a fucking FBI-issued Hummer, like, chasing it down the down yeah, the which runway. doesn't. Which doesn't in real life handle nearly as good right. as, uh, right. you know, he, and he did like a, that shit. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking when he did that, when they played chicken and he peeled off and then just did like a donut and stopped in, sp- in place and like ran like that thing would have flipped 18 times if that was real. Yeah. Um, so they get on the plane and my, um, my notes are casings fit like a condom. Goddamn, this guy's so horny. And then. Now he's sexually harassed two minutes in the opening ten minutes, and he wants some peaches. Peaches I, was a... I could eat a peach for hours. I don't yes, know who that woman was. She was the, an FBI agent. I know she agent. was an FBI agent, but I know I don't know who she was supposed to be while she was on the plane. I think she was a flight attendant oh. um, because she was asking him if he needed anything and uh, and so on. But the, uh, the if I let you suck my tongue, would you be grateful line was really yeah, was really God, something special. Weird. Yeah. But, uh, what the fuck was I going to say? Yeah, it was... uh... So now, I have a question for you, because it's possible that I I saw this incorrectly. Um, So, 
Caster fight, you know, they realize she's an F- she says she's an FBI agent. He grabs her, holds her out the door, shoots her, knocks her out of the plane. Now, is it me, or was that plane stopped when he like was taunting them and threw her out of the plane? So supposedly, so basically, when the cops showed up, she decided to reveal herself and say she was FBI, and she was foiled by a briefcase. Like, what a great FBI agent! Right. Um, I think it was stopped in real life, like while filming the movie, but they were trying to give it the illusion of the cars and the plane going the same. Right. Um, okay. Cause it, it a hundred percent looked like it was stopped. I'm like, if it was stopped, why are none of these cop cars getting in front of this goddamn thing? No. And my other, uh, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't supposed to be stopped, but I okay. think it was for filming. Gotcha. But my other note was like, this plane should have taken off by now. This runway is like six miles long because of this fucking chase. Right. And, uh, so then John Travolta gets in a helicopter and he's like, hovering over the wing of the plane and so they can't take off and yeah um so then they the plane crashes into a hangar and everyone's alive magically um one of my favorite parts of the movie's coming up but uh you know he caster troy does the old slow motion pull the two guns from behind your back diving over a box and shoots everyone perfectly like he's fucking john wick yeah there's a lot uh, i watched john wick a lot of that actually a lot of that was working now my favorite part <laughs> Was, I, maybe I'm crazy, but Pollux gets arrested by the Asian lady and she has to do a flying karate kick to him. Margaret Cho. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was back in the 90s. Right. When All Asian people had to, had to do karate. Their, right. Yeah. I was just like, I'm like, really? I'm like, really? There's shotguns and bullets everywhere. She karate kicks him. Come on. Well, I always make the joke while well, John Leguizamo wasn't available for annoying yeah. Spanish guy in it the was, 90s. So. It, back in the 90s, casting movies, everyone had to act their stereotype. Um, right. So I wasn't surprised to see that. <laughs> yeah, well, it was just made me laugh. I was just like, oh, come on. Seriously, guys? Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, he has a big-ass shotgun. I don't know where he got that from, because there wasn't a big gun battle kind of where they were. So all of a sudden, he just got a big shotgun. He's shooting at people, and a whole lot of, like, really weird action sequences where he's going up and John Travolta shooting chains and sliding up on the chain and then Castro Troy's down. It was just, it was really over the top. Like, I guess that's kind of what it was meant to be. It just, I don't know. It didn't have that like, wow, this is a really, you know, I I go based on gut feeling on these things and I'm like, you know, that was a pretty cool action scene. Like I I can dig it. It just was kind of like, Oh, Oh, I know John wick part. Yeah. You know, starting with the karate kick, and then I was just like, "Oh, what is it?" Well, he just gets a magic shotgun, and he's diving over fucking barrels for no reason to shoot everybody. It was just nah. Well, I thought it was kind of ridiculous that he was threatening the pilot at one point. He said, "Fly, bitch!" But yeah, um, without taking the plane off, so he shot the pilot, and then what was he just going to sit down and yeah. fly the plane? Himself? I actually wrote, <laughs> "Caster's a pilot too." Who the fuck shoots the pilot? <laughs> yeah, and I said, "Of course, now he can fly because of course he can." Yeah. Um, he shot the pilot because the engine was out. So, and, and then it was like five seconds before it crashed into the hangar. So I don't yeah. really get that part, but yeah. So then the scene where he gets knocked unconscious, I, I don't even know what happened. Honestly, I literally wrote, "I don't know what the fuck just happened," but he's in a coma. Like he, there's a jet engine, I guess, and he he kicks him in front of it. I don't know if he pressed the button for the jet engine to go on or not, but he goes flying down a wind tunnel and gets knocked out by a fence. Like I don't know, knocked out by a flimsy fence. I do have one very big question though. They never established in this movie how John Travolta's character 
knows that it was Castor that shot his son. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's just the whole. Yeah, there's a lot of plot. There's a lot of plot holes in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, it fast forward to he's home and, you know, his daughter's the typical 90s makeup with the weird hair and makeup. Got you know, stuff. Re- yeah. Got stuff. Yeah. And then again, we got the fucking stupid face wipe. And then he's this part made me laugh too. He's he's back in the office now, and he's looking up Caster Troy on the weird, whatever computer system they have, and then he looks up his son. Do you, do you know what it said? Uh, it didn't say like um, carousel around murder. Carousel sniper victim. It's carousel sniper victim. Yeah. <laughs> Just the picture of his son. It's like, really? That's what it would be in the FBI database? Carousel sniper victim? Come on. I also had a problem that they cast somebody as as his wife that looked like 30 years older right. than him. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> so then they, you know, the bomb information's on a floppy disk and you got more corny. A zip drive. Get it right. Those things were around for like two years and they were oh, cool. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. And then there was more corny hacker shit on it, like like straight out of the movie Hackers with like the naked lady on the thing and this thing and then that thing. And I just had a note that Travolta is such a shitty actor at that point because he was just doing some sort of monologue and I hated it. Um, <clears throat> and now you got your, your black bag operation where he's going to become Caster Troy. And I, yeah, I noted, I did note, because again, I hadn't watched this movie in a long time, so I literally don't, other than the switching of faces, I didn't remember shit about this movie. Um, the doctor notes that their blood type won't match, and I'm like, that's got to mean something later on in the movie. It was pretty obvious that that was going to come up later. Yeah, it's kind of like in a video game when you... Uh, it cuts you know, in, yeah. <laughs> well, when you go into a room and there's like a shitload of ammo for some reason, you're you're like, yeah, this is gonna, something's gonna happen later. Right. Um, so it, it, he wouldn't have said that unless it was going to come into to play later, which will... We'll get to. Yes. But what a weird technology that they had back in 1997. Sure was. To switch right? faces, but also apparently the entire rest of their body. Right. Um, so I noted, I do, I just had to get this out there. I love Gina Kershawn. Just love her. There's Which a theme through this movie. The woman. The, the Caster Troy's kid's mother. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Um. So, oh, he notes that he wants them to put the bullet whole scar back on him when he's done somehow and the guy's like yeah no problem sure we could do that yeah why not they had that Um, technology too right so i had two issues at this part also they take his fucking face off and then they start cutting his hair like you couldn't give him a goddamn haircut before you sliced his whole face off well the whole thing was weird no scars no recovery time like they they basically switched out his entire body and body hair and and genitals and and everything, and there's no recovery time. Right. They said days. And then the other thing was the, the voice transmitter lodged in his whatever. A violent sneeze can dislodge it. Yeah, you have to go through whole gunfights, and it's right. fine. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no issues at all going through gunfights and punches and shit. He, he gets his ass beat in prison, but it's okay there. Yeah, and the prison, man, those those magnetic shoes. Oh, <laughs> That's got to be a downer. I did note that Nicolas Cage has a fu- is a fucking gorilla. That dude is hairy. His hairy chest is just like a straight up gorilla. Yes, he is a like, hairy man. They showed like because they showed he was in prison and it was just the lighting. I was like, this guy looks like he's got a wool a wool sweater on. Jesus. 
I did laugh at the part where they're getting on the helicopter and his partner there is scratching his face for him because it's itchy. <laughs> yeah, like well, massaging his face. Up, he's like, oh, yeah, my he face is up itchy. to the wall and he had to rub his face against the wall. And he's like, face is itchy. So the guy's <laughs> like, I got you. <laughs> he didn't even scratch it. He like, massaged it for him. It was just really weird. Yep. Uh, so they get to this futuristic metal boot magnetic prison, which is what I called it. Um, and the first thing he says to him is the Geneva Convention is void here. I got a good laugh out of that. Yeah, well, um, it's an oil rig that's uh, apparently five miles off the coast of California, so no laws. So um, then the, the hilariousness starts where he's in prison and this Russian guy starts kicking his ass and John Travolta, essentially, uh, Archer is trying to f- make believe he's Caster Troy. So he's like overacting with the, the, the face, the facial movements and the, the watch your fucking mouth, watch your fucking mouth. I'm Caster Troy. Woo. He like said it like 20 times. Well, he's trying to put right. on a show in right. front of his fake brother. Yeah, right. His, his, his fake brother. Right. Um, so then they, they go into lockdown, which literally is them blocking their magnetic feet to the floor, which I thought was hilarious. Um, and then surprise, surprise, Caster wakes up with no face. He's talking and they, his, he calls his friends to come to the facility. And I thought it was pretty hilarious that it's, this is like a, a black bag, black ops facility. There's literally no security, none. Yeah, I mean, they got the doctor. Screaming. They got the doctor, and they literally just straight up walked him in the front door with guns and just went right up to him. Yep. I was like, I don't understand. Um, and then one of my favorite shots in the in the in the movie, which I knew was coming, was they were trying some way desperately to show Nicolas Cage without a face. They wanted to show it so bad, and then they have it in the doctor's glasses. They show like his face, like without a face i thought that well, was pretty like, it was pretty hilarious they, they had like two cuts before then or you just like see yeah like quick a... but they really wanted to give you a good look at his face without a face you know yep um so, so then he's uh talking to pollux and uh, he's trying to you know make convince him he's his brother and uh, he goes i don't know why that guy kicked my ass and he goes you don't remember he had a sex sandwich with his wife and sister the night before he was sent here and then, in his wonderful attempt to find out where the bomb is, he goes, "We're gonna blow up a lot, bro. Ain't it gonna be cool?" I was like, "Yeah, that was really subtle." Well, the brother had like a really creepy, uh, like, was he voice? But was he like supposed to be special? I guess, for lack of a better term. I think they were trying to make him seem. Like he was the dumber of the brothers. Because he tied his um, shoe for him earlier in the movie, too, when they were on the plane. It was kind of interesting. Well, and after he died, too. Oh, spoiler alert. Well, I think everybody knows by now. So, uh, Caster Troy, fake Caster Troy, gets a visitor, and from a mile away, you can see it's going to be uh, fake Archer. Uh, he comes and tells him he's going to fuck his wife, basically, and he's living his life now. And he shows him his wedding band. And then I thought it was pretty awesome when he licked his face. <laughs> he licked his own face. It's just so so absurd. I, I don't understand. You lick your face like uh a... Well, also before that, um 
I think that was before that, where he he drives home, or maybe that was right after that. Anyway, yeah, uh, it was right. It was right after that. Yep. Yeah, he drives to the neighborhood and, and he's in suburbia. And as as the first thing he says is, "Look at this place. I may I may never get a hard on again." Uh, oh yeah, the other from... the other line right before that was, "It's like looking in a mirror, only not." It's like that was that was the best line you guys could come up with when you saw yourself, your own face on another person's body for the first time. That's the best you can come up with. That was a terrible line, but a great line right after that when he goes home and meets who you know archer's daughter yeah and he opens the door and says the plot thickens <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so now his plan is to become a hero so he defuses the bomb but he tells the bomb squad just to go away he's got this and he's doing and they're his, like all right see yeah, you. see you later <laughs> and uh so he just dis- two minutes have fun right so he disarms it and again the the, the 90s hacker uh, the the animated flashing tits on the girl, and it says, "You disarmed me." <laughs> it's like, okay, come on, seriously. Um, and then he's walking out, and this was hilarious too. He's walking out, and he's doing an interview, holding the bomb above his head like a trophy. I'm like <laughs> they would not let you do that. They would not let you do. That. There's no chance. No, not at all. Um, and then he his his line to the uh, I guess to Caster. It's just really confusing, but. So Caster's line to Ka- to Faye Caster was interception. Now our side has the ball. I don't even know what that means. I don't know, but that entire sequence, he was acting like uh, Travolta or Archer was acting like he was Ace Ventura after. Right. Yeah, <laughs> after I, I didn't get it. And then the president calls him. Uh, it's like a local FBI agent. The president goes out of his way just to call him for some reason. Well, I think, and this goes back to how shitty the uh, paid attention to the plot, why there was a bomb in the first place. I think there was supposed to be congressmen or... It was judges. It was three judges. They said it later on, there's three judges, yeah. Judges. So maybe that's what warranted a call from the wife. But there was also the interesting thing where earlier in the movie... Uh, someone comes in and, and tells the real archer, your wife's on the phone. And then someone else comes in and says, Oh, we got caster. Let's go. And he, and he doesn't answer the phone for his wife. But then when it's fake archer, the president calls yeah. and the wife calls, and he's like, tell the president to hold on. Yeah. So, so then he's going to try to bang his, uh, archer's wife now. So he makes dinner. And I thought, I just, I don't know. It was, I'm looking at the meal. He's got lobster and he's got a big bowl of spaghetti. I'm like, that doesn't really go together. <laughs> lobster, <laughs> lobster and spaghetti. spaghetti with red sauce. Right. I was like, this doesn't go together at all. Um, and what I didn't understand is, so Archer on Caster's body, they made it look like Caster. But Caster and Archer and, well, so new Caster, so John Travolta's new guy character. They didn't change his body at all. So it's basically his face on John Travolta. They did it on the, Yeah, because they he didn't have time to. They they were just gonna put his face back on and that was gonna be it. And they were gonna change his body back. But I feel like that might be something that was implied because if they I mean, they're such different sized dudes that That's what I, I mean. I How like... would his wife not notice like that's what I mean. I think they it was just supposed to be assumed that it was like a full body change or they just conveniently didn't pay attention to that but, part of it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, there would be no reason to change his body, though, because they were just going to put his face back on it. He was in a coma. Yeah. Uh, so it was weird. Um, so uh, now Archer 
it's really hard to keep track of who's who, but uh, Archer in Caster's body is going to get out of prison now. So the Russian guy that was beating his ass is getting, I don't know, electrocuted? What are they doing to him? Like electrotherapy Electro or whatever? Electroshock, yeah. And he's vomiting and basically on the floor, three quarters dead. And and he just says to him, like, come on, let's get out of here and go see your wife. And all of a sudden he's up like nothing happened, beating the shit out of everybody. Well, first he said, I didn't have sex with your wife and yeah. your and, and your, your sister, daughter your or whatever. Sister, yeah. Sister, um, so. And then he just believed him, even though he hardly speaks English, so that's right. good. And then he just starts kicking everybody's ass. The other thing I didn't get is the prisoners, like, they kept looking at the screen and there were just dots on the screen. Like, you have cameras. Just I don't understand why you just don't have cameras. <laughs> they just kept showing this stupid screen with, like, dots on it. Like, I don't, it's just like a futuristic jail and you just have, like, dots on a screen. I think, yeah, it was supposed to be some sort of futuristic jail, which was funny because when they escaped. Wait, I got to come. Hold on. I have a note for that. Don't don't get to it yet. I, I want to just make sure it's the same thing because it made me laugh really hard. Um, I like when he throws sulfuric acid at them and shoots it and the guy somehow is on fire from the sulfuric acid. I thought it was hilarious. And he just happens to over know how to override the system. He like is just in the computer system, unlocking everything, unlocking the doors. Like you said earlier, the fireworks, like every explosion was a firework. Um, And then the part I didn't get was he's being chased by a helicopter. He jumps in the water and they're just like, all right, let's just leave now. They didn't even look for him. Well, there was that, but uh, the note I have was it was some huge futuristic prison, but they get... And he gets outside on the on the helipad, and it's, and it's like an oil rig. And there's and I'm like looking at it, and I'm like, there's not even space for this prison on this thing. Right. It, it made no sense. But it's underground, right, like what, I don't know, it's underwater. I don't know. <laughs> the helicopter just pieced out. Like yeah. he obviously would have had to swim like five miles. They didn't even fucking place. wait for him to come up from from underground from under the water. They just like left. And then this is the part I was hoping this was the note you had because it made me laugh. So. John Travolta's character, they tell him that he escaped, and he goes, get the LAPD on the line. I want them searching the water for him. I'm like, what? What? Why Why? Is it, why would the LAPD be searching for the water on an offshore drilling rig that's a fake offshore drilling rig that's a futuristic prison that no one's supposed to know about? Why is the LAPD searching for that? Because it's their job. It's not, though. This is, again, I just feel like it was another one of those, like, just throw this in there to kind of wrap this stupid thing up kind of thing to, you know, increase, advance the story a little bit, but it was well, otherwise just, uh, the movie would have been three hours long. Oh my God. And then I have Nicholas Cage is just as an actor as John Travolta. <laughs> Sorry. It's just like the faces, the faces were just killing me. I, I, I yeah, it was so over the top. It was, I, I thought it was weird. Uh, so, Nicholas Cage. I I just had such a problem like figuring out how to refer to right. This guy. That's what I mean. I so, keep struggling to figure out how to say who's fake who. Caster steals a car and then drives to the hospital where his real wife is just to call her from the car. Like right. he had to sit outside the hospital to use the phone to call her to be in a place that's obviously going to have a lot of people. It's a hospital when like the entire city's looking for him. Just to make the call. I don't know. It's a yeah. stupid decision. So then fake fake Archer's home. Um, he's on the phone. His daughter pulls up with her boyfriend, I guess. And I, it, I didn't look it up, but I, it looked like it was Danny Masterson, right? 
That was the biggest note I had for this entire movie. It didn't age well, right? (laughs) That Danny Masterson is trying to sexually assault a woman and what happened to him 20 years later. I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah, Danny Masterson being handsy. What a surprise is what I wrote, actually. Yeah, I had to look at IMDb and I was like, that's not Danny Masterson. That'd be too perfect. Right. Um, And I just noted that I love Gina Gershon again because I do. Um, So then there's he goes so fake. Caster goes to the bald heads. I don't know who this bald guy is. His friend, I guess. Goes to his place. Um, cops show up, start shooting the place up, and the best thing this guy has to say is, damn, my place is getting fucked up. Well, <laughs> everybody's getting shot and killed. Well, at this point, uh, the real Caster's brother is spying on him because he knows what the deal is because he, he helped him get out of prison. Right. So he told a uh, fake... Jesus Christ, fake Caster, archer. who's fake yeah. archer, right. <laughs> where they were. Um, and my next note was, this whole movie is about face touching. It's um, it's so weird. <laughs> it's just so weird. And then the FBI opening fire, like when clearly there's a small kid right there. I was like, nice. Yeah, they had no regard for anybody in that, in that building. Yeah. And like the kid's going to be able to, not going to be able to hear gunshots over somewhere over the rainbow on his headphones. So... I don't know if you if you noticed this because it was hard to figure out kind of who was who, but Gina Gershon's character and the bald guy were brother and sister. I had a lot of questions about that. They were. They made a. They were. Yeah. And then they started making out. And then he was. And then after he gets shot in the back of the head and blood's gushing out, he's like, "Hey, we had some good times, didn't we?" Right. So, <laughs> I, in doing a little bit of extra research for this movie, I looked up a couple of like fun facts about it. You know, like the Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sly Stallone. And one of the fun facts was it was actually the act Gina Gershon and the bald guy, the actor's idea for the sibling characters to kiss inappropriately. And I wonder if they were like just dating in real life and they just like threw that in there just because because there was no reason for that. I, I don't understand it. Like it made no sense to me and there's no reason for it to have happened, nope. especially when caster is that kid's father right like it would have made sense if if like the brother was the kid's father yeah but like it just came out of nowhere and i was like what it came out of, <laughs> not only did it come out of nowhere it didn't do anything to the plot it didn't like it had nothing to do with anything it was just there for being there yep um so so now we fast forward to uh John Travolta, fake, whatever, real caster in John Travolta's body is back in the office and he's meeting with his boss and he decides it's time to kill him. So he karate chops him in the neck and tells everybody he had a heart attack. Well, yeah, he was showing signs of a heart attack twice every time he was getting excited. So so caster was like, "Ooh, I got an opportunity to kill him here. And it's a good thing that he was about to have a heart attack because otherwise wouldn't have furthered the plot. Right. So the karate chop to the neck was really what did it. Um, so then I don't know. I'm just going to call it Nick Cage at this point. Anybody listening knows when we're talking about Nick Cage, it's Archer in Nick in Caster's body. So Nick Cage talks to his wife and says they're blood types going back to the beginning of the movie, that little uh, breadcrumb they left for us. Their blood types don't match. Check his blood type. So John Travolta sleeping. His wife is a doctor, by the way. Uh, John Travolta sleeping and she takes a blood sample and he doesn't even flinch. I don't know if you if somebody stabbed me with a needle, I would wake up, but... Yeah, surprise blood test. Right. 
Um, and surprise, the blood doesn't match. So she goes to test the blood, finds out the blood doesn't match. Surprise, surprise, Nicolas Cage is there again with his fucking stupid face wipes. Sneaking uh, into a major city hospital when he's like the most wanted person in the country. Yeah. Like no one just sees this dude going around the city, I guess. No. And I don't he I don't know. He got shot at some point, too, I guess. Um, I don't even remember why he was injured, but he was injured. That uh, the huge fight where that guy's uh, place got fucked up. Right, but I don't remember him getting shot, and maybe it was just they didn't put it in there. Did, like, did they show him getting shot? Because I certainly don't remember seeing it. Uh, I think it was when they were on the other sides of the mirror from each other, and they just started firing. Oh, okay, all right, that makes yeah. sense. Um, so yeah, again, this <laughs> I know it was just these motherfucking stupid ass face wipes. I can't take it anymore. Uh, I said, then there's a face touch. So many face touches. It's just, it's just so annoying. Uh, so now they're at the church, uh, I guess, for the boss's funeral. Um, and they have a good old-fashioned showdown with everybody's got the gun pointed at everybody. Then that another person comes in and points a gun at that person. And then Gina Gershon comes in and points a gun at the other person. So there's like eight people pointing guns at each other. It's quite the Mexican standoff. Right. I, I had a problem with the the uh, the funeral because it's a cop's funeral. Okay, why is it in a church that looks like it's a it's a hut in someone's backyard and there's hardly anybody there? Like, aren't cops funerals usual like processions throughout the town with the entire force there? Can you tell me how there was a gigantic church shootout and not one cop showed up at the funeral? There was not a single cop showed up to that shootout. Then that's, again, (laughs) another stupid thing in a movie because it makes the plot go because right. like I was just saying, there would be a thousand cops at a cop's funeral and something like that would never happen. Right. But to make the movie work, they had to make it stupid. Yeah. Uh, so then Gina Gershon saves fake casters, like Nick Cage's life. Um, she dies. I was sad by that. Um, and then there, this gunfight happens. <laughs> and, you know, the old, Gun under each arm, shooting the guy to the sides of you maneuver from Nick Cage was pretty sweet. I didn't care for the front flip gun shoot move when there was no reason to because John Travolta didn't even have a gun. Um, That move was really quite hilarious. I did find out that they did their own stunts in this. Uh, There was no special effects um, for that. It was all, 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 all their own acting, so that was why it was so great. Um, but the part that made me laugh, and I rewound it because I watched it again, is <clears throat> uh, John Travolta's character, Sean Archer's daughter, shows up. They have her kidnapped. She's there. Yeah. And he kind of nudges her out of the way, and she falls down the stairs. But she falls down like three flights of stairs, the slowest possible way I've ever seen anyone fall down three flights of stairs, while he's just running past her as she's just tumbling down these stairs. It was so freaking funny, but so unnecessary. Well, my favorite part of this uh, shootout was this is when the director chose to get a little artistic. Um, And I called it a a Mexican standoff because then after the guns were firing, apparently there were like 300 doves inside this church. So there had to be uh, numerous like slow-mos of the doves flying away because of the gunshots. And I was like, wow. It's a good time to get artistic after this crazy movie. And then Caster licks the daughter again. This guy just loves licking people. I don't. Well, I don't that's know. that was put in there because 
that was the final nail of her realizing that that wasn't her real dad. They had to like throw something in there right. to. And then she took out the butterfly knife that he gave her earlier and stabbed him in the leg with it. My note at this point was, when do we get to Pittsburgh? What the fuck? <laughs> and my note at this point was, this movie is like an hour too long. Uh, yeah, I had so, that a while. <laughs> so now, so now we have a boat chase, and they're basically playing boat bumper cars, and the boat goes through a boat, explodes the boat that went through it, but the other boat that I'm sorry, the boat that was not that was stationary got blown up, and the other boat went straight through it without any damage whatsoever. Yeah, it was just another fireworks explosion. I didn't have a lot of notes during this scene. I, I just just watching it, well, and I. The only thing I wrote was, sir, this is a no-wake zone. My issue is, so my issue was the boat went through the boat with no damage. But then they hit like a wooden dock and the boat fucking like goes flying 20 feet in the air and they go like a Lego toy and then it explodes once it hits the ground. But somehow driving a boat through another boat causes it to explode immediately. Yeah, speedboat like that is not going to explode like that. Right, so it hit like a wood dock and just like was like a plinko like up into the air, and then they're all just fighting. They're fist fighting. You know, I forgot that he cuts his own face off so that he can't. Even if he dies, he his face will be messed up, and then he harpoons him. <laughs> well, I think he did it so if he died, then Archer would have to live right. with. Yeah hit that guy's face his whole life but the the boat explosion thing was funny because they show it crash into that wooden dock head on and like the boat kind of just stops because it it crashes but then cut to the next scene where it's flying through the air like a goddamn whale yeah um it was just terrible it was crazy it just didn't make any sense um and then my favorite part was when nick cage kills him with the harpoon and he just yells die <laughs> yeah, I wrote just because I had Ace Ventura on the mind. I, I wrote "Die, Devil Bird." Yeah, he just but he got a damn harpoon ski to the stomach. Right, and then uh, so oh, we got the best doctors. We're gonna get your face back. Blah blah blah. So then the wife's home, um, and here he comes on the porch. He looks like nothing happened. Nick, his, his Archer's back. So, nothing happened, and then. He introduces introduces <laughs> introduces well, before we get to the kid and you're and you're introducing. Um, number one, why is the family not at the hospital like bedside for his surgery? Number two, well, maybe they were, but it took a couple days, so they were. Number just two, why was it so foggy outside when he got yes, home? Yes, it was like misty. It was like a mist, like oh. Like and and it was a mist. little thing where the, the girl wasn't dressing like a goth anymore. I think that was a little sign that she was going to listen to her dad now. Yep. Yep. So now all of a sudden they're adopting Gina Gershon's kid. So like, you know, the guy you've hated that killed your your son, you want to adopt his kid essentially. I said at least they got to replace their kid good as new. Yeah. And then, you know, one final stupid fucking face wipe for good measure. Well, he gives it to his daughter. Right. And then, and then the daughter does it to the kid. kid. I'm like, oh my God, we're not done with the face wipes yet. Another fucking one. I would have kicked her if I was that kid. You don't like know me. Don't touch my face. Ceremony. Don't touch my goddamn face. I don't know you. <laughs> and uh so that was the end of the movie i uh yeah that was pretty much roll credits uh the face wiping just really just really got to me yeah that was that was uh, a pain in the ass to to keep seeing over and over again i'm just like why yeah, it, but it no overall sense. i just think this was a wacky 90s action movie so, that is bad when you look at it now but probably cool when you look at it back then right. so it doesn't hold up now 
And if you look at it in the perspective of it's a 90s movie, you you know, it is what it is. There were a lot of parts in the movie where I had issues with... I, I just generally think John Travolta and Nicolas Cage are bad actors. Um, but I think it was exacerbated, if I can use a, a, a large word, by the terrible writing in this movie. Um, where they just made so many choices to do random shit to move the story along that made no sense, had no context... And they were just like, eh, let's just fill these fill these holes in here with this and no one will ask any questions about it. I hate seeing that. And, and to anybody that watches Outer Banks on Netflix, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Because in that show, every single decision that every single character makes is the wrong one on purpose just to get to the next scene. And they've been doing it in movies for years. They sure have. Uh, <laughs> they sure have. Fun fact that I did not know that this movie was nominated for an Oscar. I cannot believe that. The fuck else came out in 1997? I mean, it was nominated for an Oscar for Best Effects, which I think is even more hilarious. Uh, because those were not Fireworks. those were not good effects. Yeah. Um, it won Best Director too at the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films in 1998. Did you know that that was the 69th Academy Awards? Nice. <laughs> I did not know that, but thank you. <laughs> I just looked it up. I'm trying to figure out what it was going up against for best special effects. I mean, um, you know, it, it won a whatever this is, a Saturn Award. You know, Nicolas Cage and John Travolta for best actor. I mean, what else was in 1997 or 1998? Because I can't believe it. Oh, you know what? It was 1998 then. Hold on. Because the 1997 Oscars were uh, the 69th, but this is probably in the 1998 Oscar Awards. Um, Wikipedia, let's go. The 70th, less nice. Um, supporting actor, supporting actress, documentary feature, short subject, live action film, animated short film. We're getting there. Best sound effects, Titanic. Face off, uh, came in, in, uh, runner up to Titanic for best sound effects Jesus editing. Jesus Christ. Um, how is that possible? Best visual effects, Titanic. Best film editing, Titanic. Uh, I will say this while you're looking for that I was blown away by the fact that this movie had an 80 million dollar budget and the gross revenue was 250 million dollars that's what I'm saying man it was a big deal back then right it it was again it's just something I think now people say like oh that's a great movie because it's like one of those things where like they remember liking it back then but like there's no way anyone could never have seen this movie before and turned it on now and watched it and be like that was awesome there's no chance. Yeah, well, that's why it makes it a good candidate for the show Correct. now. Yes. Um, and everybody wanted it. It was like the number one thing that I kept hearing from everybody, do face-off, do face-off, do face-off. So, I think in the spirit of me misremembering this movie, not next week, but in a little while, we're going to have to do Sudden Death because I remember that being just as ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that was kind of like... Um, Threat Level Midnight was kind of based loosely on uh, Sudden Death. <laughs> Michael Scarred? <laughs> Michael Scarred, yeah. The hockey puck has the, the bomb in it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I, I think that about wraps it up. We're at about, oh, I don't know, 45 minutes? 50 minutes. 50 minutes, all right. Went a little long tonight, but it's okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I 
we went a little long in the spirit of this very long movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I, I enjoyed it. I, I had not seen it literally in probably 20 years. Um, <laughs> yeah, me neither. I didn't remember anything other than the face switching shit. So in the grand scheme of things, I watched it. It was a little long. I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I know a lot of people do love this movie. Hopefully they look at it the same way we do as it's not a great movie, but it's an enjoyable movie. It was a no holds barred throw ride. <laughs> oh, it was no holds barred, right? With the, the face licking and the watch your mouth. Don't curse. Yeah, don't just, curse at me. Cause I'm sure and the butt squeezes. Yeah. The, the molesting was, was really the underage molesting was really something else in this movie too. Yeah. But I guess we'll end it on that note. Um, not sure what we're doing next. You're going to be away next week, right? Nope. Uh, I still have uh, two and a half weeks for that. Okay. I thought you were going away. So, I don't know. We'll have to see what your choice for next week is going to be. I'm hoping it's something good. Yeah, if I can't think of anything, I'm just going to go with Velocipaster because I'm very intrigued and I have not seen that yet. I'm telling you, I've seen so many of these types of movies on purpose and I love watching movies that make me physically angry. I could not get through that. I couldn't do it. Good. I couldn't Good. do it. Good. There'll be notes. There will be notes. It's so bad. Um, See, that's what we need. A re- so Airborne was bad now that you look back on it. Uh, Zombievers was great but bad on purpose. Face Off was, was like critically renowned uh, in 1997 but bad now. So we need something that's just fucking stupid. Yeah, well, that fits the bill. Yes. So, but I would like it if, if well, we didn't have a lot of listeners last week. We had like 12 week one. Only eight people, I think, listened last week, which is kind of disheartening. Hopefully, this movie will bring in some more listeners. And I'm hoping we get some ideas from people of maybe movies we didn't quite think of that were like, oh, that's that'll be great. So I'm hoping we can get some of that going, too. We're, um, so hopefully you guys can tweet us out at our Twitter account. Again, it's at TE Movie Pod. Uh, you can always get us on our main Twitter accounts, DevRekis, Atom, uh, Andrew Timoni, right? Yep. And that'll do it for this week. So thank you if you're listening. If you made it this far into this shit show, we appreciate you listening. Um, and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye.